Hello, everyone. This is Pam Montgomery from the Organization of Nature Evolutionaries, and I will be your hostess this afternoon for this teleseminar that we're sharing with all of you. And we are so happy to have Karen Sanders with us today. Karen is a old-time friend and colleague of mine, and I'm just really um, happy to be able to share this time with Karen and share it with you. We're going to be talking about healing the connection to nature, both within ourselves and without. So this is a, a topic that's dear to my heart right now. But let me tell you a little bit about Karen, who's been working with plants for, for most of her life. She's uh, been trained in a Native American traditional plant medicine. And in her mid-teens, she apprenticed with a Mexican curandero and has subsequent, subsequently studied with lots of traditional healers as well as Western herbalists. Karen's been teaching for and practicing herbal medicine on a, from an energetic perspective for almost 42 years. So that's a long time. Karen also does a live radio show. Some of you probably have listened to the Herbal Highway that, that airs weekly on KPFA out of Berkeley, 94.1 FM. She's been doing this since 96. So if you haven't tuned in to the Herbal Highway, you really need to do this. She co-hosts this program with Sarah Holmes, and you can listen to her live. through. You can do it through the Internet, um, and it airs from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific Time on Thursdays. So Karen's also available to teach in other locations, although she just told me she's considering not wanting to get into an airplane again for a while. So uh, so, so consider that when, when you're inviting her. It's like we've we got to be careful not to push all of our our wonderful teachers to the limits by making them get in airplanes every two minutes. However, you could visit Karen at her place, which is um, is out near the Mount Shasta area, and it's just um, a beautiful, beautiful spot. So if you get a chance, uh, visit Karen for one of her classes at her place, and that's the Blue Otter School. So you can go to her website to find out about classes at blueotterschool.com. So today, I am so excited, Karen. Thank you so much for for being with us, and I'm just thrilled. And we're going to look at today some of the trauma that's caused by living in a way that separates us from, from nature. You know, I've been really looking into this whole thing recently about, I mean, it's so up right now, the, the whole climate climate crisis actually now i just found out the guardian the guardian paper is calling it a climate crisis they're not going to use the words climate change anymore so um and the whole notion that you know the co2 in the atmosphere is a symptom it's not the it's not the cause the cause is much deeper and much greater and it has to do with our separation from nature so I'm so excited to hear your perspective on this and, and what kind of your work you're doing around this whole issue of separation and, and the trauma that ensues from this separation. So Karen, tell yes. us about it. Take it away, girlfriend. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Thank you a lot. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's interesting because in the way I was raised, we don't have this separation, you know, if you're raised traditionally. So, you know, as a child, even, we were doing water work where, you know, you make sure the waters are clean. And people were fighting back then for water because they were denied access even uh, to our sacred sites, which is still happening. And also, you know, we understand 
that all of these things are alive, so they need to be honored, they need to be fed, they need to be acknowledged that we're here and we see you and we realize what you give us, which allows the connection to happen. You know, I think the difference, you know, between native thought and non-native thought, or it's just indigenous thought because it's pretty much all indigenous people, is that we see everything as alive and we see everything as having spirit. So because what's without is within, you know, the universe is within us and we're in the universe, we understand that the connection is there, that you can't be separate. And I think that's the big difference because I think I hear people like, oh, I got to get out to nature. Oh, I got to. And it's like, well, what do you mean you got to get out to something that's already in you, you know? Mm. So I think that is the big difference is our understanding that there is constant connection and there's reciprocity. And, and I so, think, and so you you're what you're saying is like it's not something like so so for many um, people who are are not indigenous of the land where they live uh, there's there's sort of a disconnect there's there's not this like it it wasn't something you had to be taught it just yeah. was a part of your culture just part of your yeah. Yeah, And what you saw, just how you saw people treating the land, how you saw Uh people relating. And also I think when you're in a place that you've always been, that there is an energetic connection that goes back thousands, tens of thousands of years. It's in your bones. Mm -hmm. It's in every being, every part of you. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, water has memory. Every, Every single drop of water has the memory of water, any water that has ever existed. And, you know, we're kind of the same. So that memory carries you, whether you know it or not. It's part of just your psyche. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we're talked about it, you know. we're It's constantly talked about in our ceremonies. You know, everything's alive. Everything has spirit. You're praying to everything, every mm-hmm. single being. So... Mm-hmm. So so I'm I'm wondering about um okay so I I feel very close to the land I feel, feel very close to the plants and, and the water and all that and however this is this is not my ancestral land my ancestral land would be Ireland or England or you know it would be European and but I love this land and I drink the water that comes straight out of the ground, you know, that spring water. And that's, you know, that's the water that nourishes my cells. So I'm just, you know, I just wonder about that. It's like, how long do I have to go before I get to be indigenous here? (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, I think a long time, dear, you know. (laughs) I think a very long time. I mean, think about how old this place is, you know. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. we're all connected. We're all connected. I mean, that's the truth. I'm just saying that there is not a separation of that's out there and I'm here and I'm watching it. It's a sense of it's all flowing in and out of us. You know, mm-hmm. it's all flowing in and out of us. That tree is in me as much as I'm looking at that tree and touching that tree. Um, so I see it like that. And I see it as, you know, it was also, you know, our agreement on this earth, on this plane, in this place, the United States, you know, 
we made an agreement that we would tend this land for what it was given to us. And so I think that's been there too. You know, the obligation of the reciprocity of you, you, you know, what your life's purpose is, is to tend this place, mm-hmm. you know. And I think it's been really hard because we've been kept from our lands, but not just our lands, but our sacred sites. We still are denied access to our sacred sites, you know. So I mm-hmm. think that's, you know, right where I live, there's some of the biggest sacred, you know, Mount Schatz is one of the biggest sacred sites in the world, and people are denied access to it, whose mountain it is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's just kind of like, so I think there's that, you know, there's the politic of it all, and then there's the knowing of it all. So this this whole thing of that's really present right now with, uh, especially young young people. I mean, uh, yeah. lots of people, but the young ones are really stepping up to the plate right now, and calling for for action and for change. And really, what I hear them saying, um, or some of their major spokespersons, is that th- this is a moral obligation at this point. It's it's not you know this is like regardless of the outcome, regardless of the outcome. It's like it's like you say, you know this is what we're here to do as a human being. What we're here to do is, is be a caretaker of the earth, be a steward of the earth and, and, and be in a, in a partnership here. And so, so it's, it's really beyond like, Oh my gosh, you know, things are going to really change and my life is going to change. And Oh, isn't that too bad? And Oh, I better do something about it. It's real for me anyway. It's like, I, I I have to do this because this is this is what why I'm here on this planet and 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 it's just it's it's I'm going to call it a moral obligation and I don't mean that in like a religious kind of way I just mean that it's um it's the it's the right thing it's the right thing to do is to be in connection well, yeah. with the land and the water and the mountains and the and the plants and the trees that you know that you're that you're with. So anyway, and it's you know kind of impossible to not because it's all flowing through us, whether you can feel it actually or not. But I think it's also it's not just a moral obligation, which is part of it. We made an agreement, so you should keep it. But also, I think you know even healing from trauma, you know, healing from the separation of this, it it's. It's moral in the sense of it's for the community. You know, mm. traditionally, the community was considered family. That's why we said to our elders, anyone that was a certain age, you say auntie or uncle, and above that you say grandmother, grandfather, because if they were in the community, they were considered extended family. Mm. So there is this sense of if I heal, if I do my work, which is to tend this place, if I do my work, which is to be fully present and show up, and as best I can, which means some healing, because nobody is without trauma, it's not just for me, but it's for all, because it's for the community, and then that goes out into the world, you know? So, yes, I think there is a sense of what you would call moral obligation. Mm-hmm. And you know, and to me, it's not even obligation. It's it's joy. It's it's reciprocity. You know, mm-hmm. if you're given, you give. You know, right. That's how yeah. it works. You know, so 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 how are you in your communities, and how are you healing? How are you healing trauma? I mean, I I have a I guess I have a guess of what you're going to say, but I want to hear you say it. So, 
Uh, well, you know, there's ceremony, so we right. do ceremony. <laughs> exactly. And we do sacred site work. You know, I work with, well, a group, but, you know, the person who got me involved, Barbara James Snyder, who I would say is probably the chief leader of it, um, and is, and she's Washoe and Paiute, and so we do connection where we, you know, they have to be connected. Like all waters are connected, but you have to do energy, energetic work with them to keep them that way. And you have to show up to show them that we're still seeing you. Mm-hmm. We're still wanting you. Because people don't realize sacred sites are not just a powerful place. The places that we call sacred sites, they keep the world in balance, literally, you know, mm-hmm. and energetically. So they need to be tended. They need to be acknowledged. They just stop doing that if no one's coming. And so when we can't go, they think, well, well that's not wanted anymore. And so, mm. you know, we basically work with Yosemite and Mono Lake and Pyramid Lake and Daho, which is Lake Daho, where their sacred site is, and then Mount Shasta. And so it's, we go to all these places and do work to link them all up. And so that's big, you know. And, you know, I did this little piece that I live on. And I also go to other waters here. You know, there's sacred waters where I live. So I go, you know, I smoke pipe at them. I go to make offerings. I go to clean off. You know, when everybody comes here, I'm like, okay, you got to dunk in these waters because, you know, that washes you clean. It, it'll take stuff off of you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess that's some of the ways, you know. And I think well, to be fully I, present. Yeah. I, I really think it's our obligation to show up every minute of every day. And, you know, I really do. That's that's a tricky one in this world of distraction and fast-paced that we live in. It's, well, uh, it isn't, it isn't, Pam. I mean, yeah. you know, you make choices, right? Right. And I get it. You know, I I get it. You know, I had to get like a, what do you call that thing? an iPad, you know, because I was like, oh, I have to be, if I'm traveling, my family has to have access to me because something happened and I realized, okay, my dad's 95, they need access to me, you know, and I'm where there's no phone connections. So, Mm -hmm. and within, you know, a week, I'm like, man, this thing's addictive. You know what I mean? (laughs) So now I I put, if I'm not traveling, everything's unplugged, it's in its box and it's on a shelf. You know what I mean? It's like, keep this thing away from me. So I get it, but there's a choice. And you also, it doesn't matter what you're doing, you can still be fully present. You know, mm-hmm. I can be sitting in a room on my thing and be present with the energies around me. It doesn't, it, you know, one doesn't cut off the other, I don't think, if you don't allow that to happen. But, you know, mm-hmm. the trouble is people want that to happen. You know, there's overwhelm in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know... I don't know. I just, I personally think you can be fully present. And uh, and I think that that is what's going to bring us back. You know, because in order to do my work, I have to be. So it's it's kind of a nice built-in that I have to be a certain way. I have to do certain practices in order to do my medicine work and my ceremonial work. And so, you know, it's it's there. It's there, but I just think that it's a possibility. Um, and I think people just need to be shown that, you know. 
Do you have some suggestions for folks about about being present? Yeah, learning like what it feels like to be inside oneself. You know, actually understanding what you're feeling, taking the time to understand what's moving in my body, what's not. You know, what does energy even feel like in me? Um, To make choices about the technology, you know, the technology there is. Like, do you really have to have it with you every second? Uh, you know, if you're going for a hike, do you really need your phone? Because we spent our whole lives hiking without them, and we were fine, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think there's that. I think the sense of going outside to do nothing and just, you know, which is actually a spiritual practice where you go outside and you be fully quiet, including in your mind, so that when the winds are talking, you hear them. When the waters speak, you hear it, you know. When the grasses blow, they're saying something. So... It's really just that of being conscious of what I'm doing and what I choose to do. Because you mm-hmm. don't have to have like hours, you know, 10, 15 minutes is fine. Yeah. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's go back to the sacred sites. I know that... Uh, you know, I mean, all that happened at Standing Rock, which was very much, you know, in the news and, uh, and you know, a lot of access to kind of uh, hearing what was going on there. And I had this um, great opportunity um, last year to uh, be at the Plant Consciousness Conference in London, and Linda Black Elk was there, and she was the person who was running the um, the the um, clinic, the the herb clinic at Standing Rock. And, oh, man, she brought me to tears as she said that, you know, Standing Rock is a place where, you know, she's 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 gone and she's worked with the plants there and she knows the plants there and she's, you know, harvested plants there and she's sung with the plants there. And um, and she started talking about when when the plants leave and then the songs get forgotten. And it was just I mean, I was I was like weeping when she was speaking about it. So I think that's kind of what you're saying is like when you when you don't have access anymore, it's like, you know, you forget the songs, the songs are gone or, or something. I don't know. Well, they're never gone because they're always in the wind and they can be caught again. Uh-huh. I think what's what's a tragedy is that we can't tend to places that it, that we have historically done. We can't keep vibrant what is historically done. We can't say to these places, "We see you. We're here to honor you. We're here to juice you up," you know, um, so that everything is connected fully. And 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 that's what happens, you know. It, you know, it's. It is that things have you know some things have been lost and some things have come back and it's a matter of we have to keep them going and we have to make sure that our children behind us keep this mm-hmm. going you know it's mm-hmm. not just about us it's it's what's coming you know it's what's been mm-hmm. so it mm-hmm. is that you know it is the uh, and people have memory you know I work with someone in there who he works on the sacred site work and he was he's Russian he was raised in Russia and he's Jewish and because of this connection with ceremony and with these works he has gone back to Europe and done gone to all the camps you know the the concentration camps and done the work there of saying we're here we remember you hmm. you know and 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 at his own expense can you imagine 
and going to sites that were massacre sites because that's his people and saying, you're not forgotten and we know this and we're here and we're here not just as witnesses but as part of you because we are, we are your ancestors, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think it makes connection everywhere. That is so beautiful and it's so necessary, you know, that, that we understand this. We understand that it's all connected. We understand that it's going to continue and things aren't forgotten. And it is painful when you don't have access. It is painful when, you know, you're told you can't go there. It's just ridiculous. You know, it's painful when someone says, you know, here at, there's Lake Shasta, it's it's the Winnemon Wintoof's people's most sacred site, and they wanna they wanna flood it so that it doesn't exist anymore. Oh, wow. You know, on that river there, on the McLeod River, there's a part where they have done their maiden ceremonies, time immemorial. You know, and and they literally had police there trying to keep them from it. You know, all they asked was keep these boaters away for one day. So, you know, it's not as simple as it sounds because, right. you know. Yes, it would be nice to just be able to go there, but that's not always true. Mm-hmm. No. So is there? So is there? Um, I mean, is there some kind of legal action that you can take? I mean, I know one of the things that's happening now, and a lot with Indigenous people too, is you know rivers are are being given right given rights like you know earth rights and, yeah. and all of that. But rivers and Lake Erie was just given. Um, given rights, and um, so I'm, I'm wondering, what do you think about that and that possibility as a way to have access, as a way to gain access? Oh, them? it's being done everywhere where people are fighting this. You know, my friend Barbara went to the UN. Mm. She she stood and spoke before the UN for her people, for their sacred site. You know, to have access of it, which they decided to blow up and put a tunnel under. You know, but mm-hmm. um, and through. So it's that's being done as long as alongside the work, but you know that takes a lot of time. You know we still got to get there, and 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 people are going because they're going. If it means you get arrested, you get arrested. You have mm-hmm. to do what's right, and mm-hmm. you have to do what's for the world. You know laws really. You know you know indiscriminate laws that have nothing to do with your culture. Really, what do they mean? You know. Mm-hmm. I mean honestly. So really, it's like you have to be willing to put your put your life on the line to 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 keep to keep the the spirits alive in these in these sacred sites because that ultimately yes. is what is what is keeping the whole planet going. It's what's keeping the planet alive. You do have to do that. We right. Bobby and I have talked about that. We've put our lives on the line. You know, even her family has sacrificed because she has to go to places and be away from them. You know, the, this is what she does, and this is important. And it's important for the world. So there's that. And then there's the sense of when you do this work, you're not in this dimension. So there's the danger of, you know, you could always be taken. You know, mm-hmm. we say to people, like, no, listen, you have to be trained up because you could die out there, you know. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of sacrifice mm-hmm. involved in it. But it's also, it's it's of course it's there, and of course you're going to do it. And so, Yeah. You know, everywhere people are fighting. You know, there was Standing Rock, but at the same time, there were other people that were fighting pipelines, and and it was fabulous that Standing Rock finally got the attention. You know, mm-hmm. so the world could see, hey, my gosh, this is what happens to us all the time. You know, it's usually kept quiet. Yeah. So, and it's already had a leak. You know. Mhm. 
so you know it's just it's heartbreaking i mean you can't stop you but i honestly it's heartbreaking sometimes you know mhm mhm so you know everything's so fragile you know yeah. so when when you're doing when you are able to go to to one of your sacred sites and and or you know one of the lakes that are considered sacred um, can you give us a little flavor about you know how how your ceremony goes or what it what it's like or how you how you engage and you know like is there a, a number of people that come some that are yeah, part of your inner number, circle and, yeah there's an inner circle and it's getting pretty solid you know the same people and then we have supporters because we need it you know we have to have people that help us with food and help us with this and that and you know and then. We split up because we have to do all the elements, you know, air, water, earth, fire. You know, so there's a fire keeper, and that fire has to be going from the minute we meet until it's over, 24 hours a day. So somebody has to be tending a fire without leaving. So they're fed, you know. I mean, of course, they get to leave to go, you know, they have bodily functions. And so different people will be like, you know, I'll be like, I tend to do the water work, but I do other things, you know, like we went out last year and we were sitting there and Bobby goes, hey, Karen and Sarah, we were all there and Jasmine was there and we said, she goes, hey, let's do some air work. You know, our water work went so well and so fast. So we did air work while we were there, you know, and, you know, it involves singing and offerings and, and then people have their personal way they work with these elements. So, you know, when people are learning, they'll say, can I sit near you? I think they want to watch. They want to see, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you t- you know, one of the things I do is I teach them how to protect themselves against it. not all spirits, not all energies are benevolent. And mm-hmm. they've risen. The evil, the bad ones have risen in this time because, you know, there's a rift. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, 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 my job is to teach them how to protect themselves. Because, you know, when we're doing our work, we can't protect anyone. We're trying to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, so it works like that, you know. So there's a lot of traveling, you know, driving to places and climbing and hiking and getting in the waters and, you know, you get in them even if it's snowing. So, you know... Um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of this and that. I mean, they're up in that cave, and they've been up there in snowstorms, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's, it's different. I, You know, everybody has their way, and then there's ways that, you know, of course there's a lot of singing and offering and songs. People have personal songs. People have songs that are given. So I think it's like that. So do you – are you are you teaching people about these ceremonies, or, or how are – I mean, I know you've got your group, your own circle, your own group, but what about others who want to who want to really do this work, to want to engage with ceremony, that wanna that wanna you know be in reciprocity, that want to do that? Well, I mean, you know, this you know, I mean, there's this and that. I mean, there's native groups that are native groups, you know, and then there's mixed. This is a mixed group. Um, so, you know, yes, of course you do teaching, but there's things you can't teach. It's not meant to be taught. This is meant to be for certain people, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, certain ceremonies are meant to be witnessed by only certain people. Uh, you know, it's just like medicine songs. You don't ever sing those because those aren't yours, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and they're healing songs, and they're meant to be for that moment. So um, I would say yes and no on that one. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you teach mm-hmm. as much as you can, and then there's things that aren't meant to be. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. I yeah I I know that like within our organization, organization of nature evolutionaries, um, we, you know, a couple times a year do ceremonies and um we did a water ceremony and we've done so we've done different ceremonies tree ceremonies and um and we just you know we try to give a little bit of instruction but you know there's only so much you can do um and but we've had people from all over the world and they're they're hungry for this they are just want it so much to be able to to be able to connect back in with the earth and with the waters and with um, the the plants and the trees and all that. So I'm just I'm just wondering how we can, and being in integrity, of course, <laughs> being in integrity, how we can bring this um, to a wider audience because that's what we're well, seeing you know, is that people really really want it. I tell my students because we you know we teach them very deeply and we don't hold back and as deep as they're willing to go, we'll go there. Mm-hmm. You know, you can only go as deep as somebody was willing to go. It's the same with connection. If you're willing to be present 100%, there's no limit to what you can be shown. There's no limit to connection. If you're not willing for that, then that's not what you're going to receive, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think, you know, we 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 tell people, we teach them, but I think we also try and teach them, like, you know, I say to them, look, you've had it, an, an Indian teacher, so what I'm asking of you, the advanced classes, is wherever you live, you're to make connection with the Native people there. And, you know, don't go there and be like, oh, well, I want to be this and that. I want to run the ceremony. That's ridiculous. But go and say, what do you need? What can I do in reciprocity? What can I, you know, I've gotten these teachings and I want to give back and here's where I live. So... What are you doing? Are you fighting for the water? You know, what do you need? Mm-hmm. You know, instead of a lot of people go and go, well, I want this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, they go to ceremony and they get excited and it's like they want to run it or something. And it's like, no, just go ask what people need. Mm-hmm. You know, they have needs. They, they're doing their work. They're doing their fights. All of us are fighting for lands. I mean, we're constantly being attacked. So there's constant, you know, political fights going on. So I think that's one way right there, mm-hmm. you know, to come in in a way of you know what you need and if if you want my, you know, can I give? Mm-hmm. I so think being in way. service. Being, yes, being, in, being service. in service. Yeah. Oh, you have to be in service in this world. Mm-hmm. You have to. It's part, of, it's part of the reciprocity. We're given everything. I mean, we're kept alive by these other beings. You better believe being in service is part of it. And Communities can only work if people are in service to each other, mm-hmm. you know, in a balanced way, you know. So I think there's that. The the more, and the more you're in service, the more you start getting healed. I really feel that. I really feel like service is a healing in itself, mm-hmm. you know. And you don't even realize it sometimes when it's happening. So I think that's really important right there. And I think it's also important for people to find their own you know what i mean like everybody had these ceremonies right everybody right Right. i mean you know it's not like oh they were you know only over here 
Mm-hmm. So I think there's that also of realizing this is in you and there's still people possibly out there doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you've gone to your homeland. You've gone yes. to your bloodlands. Yes. You know mm-hmm. that feeling when you step mm-hmm. there, right? Yeah, I, I do. Oh, yeah. And it's, I remember the first time that I went to Ireland and I, you know, I walked out, literally walked off the airplane and I went, oh, this You're is familiar. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it was like, you know, like the energy's coming up through the bottom of your feet, and you're like, oh. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I know so I know what you're talking about, yes. And, and yeah. a, you know, so that's a very good point to, for everybody to remember is, like, we all come from indigenous roots at some point in time, you know, yeah. back there somewhere in some land. You know, we all have that in our blood and our bones, we just need to remember it and, and reconnect, reconnect. Yeah, and choosing to be in one's power, you know, like, which to me means fully present, you know, walking in a, a way of awareness and walking in a good way, being conscious of our actions so we can take responsibility for them. Mm-hmm. Because I see that so being taken from people and also people like to not have to do that. I've had people say, well, I don't want to be that responsible. I'm like, but you have to. Mm-hmm. That's part of being an adult, you know. You're responsible for all your actions. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, yeah. yeah. You know, it's part of healing. You know, when you deal with trauma, you're not responsible for what comes up because that happens. Emotions can't be stopped. You know, you have triggers, you have emotions, but you are responsible for what you do after that. You know, what mm-hmm. you do with what comes up. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's part of this work of, you know, we have to be present in ourselves so that we can be present with the other beings. So when we stand in front of a sacred site, when we stand with water, we actually feel the water within us. We feel the connection, you know. Mm-hmm. Because, you yeah. know, it, it, it helps. It takes a disconnect away. And and I've seen it. I've seen it in my own students, you know. Have, now, you know, they're like, I want to dunk, you know, and I'm loving it. I'm like, this is fabulous, you know. I don't care how cold it is. They're like, yeah, i got to get in the water. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like they get it, you know. They get it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's a constant thing. It's just little things. It's just going down and singing a song to the water or going down and saying hello, welcome mm-hmm. back, you know. Where I live, it's drought. It's water is so precious. I can't tell you, hmm. you know. And you don't take it for granted. I mean, I was just in Vermont, where they're having an abundance of water, and it was fabulous. I mean, you know, they're over it. You know, you guys are over it. You've had your yeah. We're we're really done with it raining every other yeah, minute. Yeah, you've had your long winter, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know. I mean, the last morning I left, I woke up and there was an inch or two of snow on the ground. And I was like, oh, it's so beautiful. And the people I live with were like, okay, we're so over it, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You think it's pretty. We think it's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. But to acknowledge that there's never, you know, there's always abundance. And also there's never too much. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What you get is what you get, you know. And And to give thanks for that, even when it's letting things out, you still have to give thanks for it, that it's coming to us. So... Well, I have to say, I have to say all this rain this um, spring and winter um, 
man, it is lush, 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 yes. lush. It is so green. And, you yeah. know, all the different shades of green. And so there's a part of me that's like, you know what? <laughs> it wouldn't yeah. be this gorgeously green if it wasn't for all this rain. So, well, exactly. And just to live with, you know, the sense of gratitude, the sense of thanks within you. Yeah. You know, to take nothing for granted. And and, and I think that's part of reciprocity is to have that sense of thanks, you know, yeah. that sense of more gratitude and thanks, you know, of mm-hmm. this is a gift. It's all yeah. a gift, you know. Well, we were, Mark and I were working in the gardens yesterday and we were spreading compost and everything and we had to do several wheelbarrow loads. I mean, we did it by wheelbarrow loads to go across the stream to the gardens across the stream and so we walked across this bridge like back and forth back and forth back and forth and I was so like I was so aware of the stream and the water running and just you know the sound I mean it's right there by beside the garden I said to Mark at one point I said isn't it great to live near a stream and we have that that song of the stream going the whole time and the whole time you're you're there you're just with this amazing sound and so i started doing i started going every time i walked across the bridge i would i said thank you to the water and it would just it's like you know it changed it changed the whole experience i mean we were working and we were working very hard but it was kind of like well this is not so bad actually yeah and it also i bet it got louder because when things are noticed you know they speak up and yeah you know you know the grandma aggie who's you know she's good friends with a friend of mine here and uh, you know, she was telling me that, you know, she's had different things and long life. When you have a long life, you know, you have things. And she's every single glass of water she puts in her body, before she puts it in, she not only gives thanks to it, but says, I know that you're a healer, so please go in and take and heal whatever is not in balance in my body. Every single glass, every mm. single sip. You know, that knowing that everything heals. So I think that's how people can get connected. It doesn't have to be grand gestures. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you said, I'm walking across the stream. The fact that I can do this, I have this, to just say thank you, mm-hmm. to say hello, you know, to make the connection. It, you know, everyone thinks it has to be grand gestures, and it doesn't. I think sometimes it's the small gestures that make the grand gestures. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do both. And some people, you know, are able to make the grand gestures and most of us make the small gestures and the quiet gestures that nobody's ever going to see, you know, to go down and put some corn pollen down or some cornmeal or some tobacco and say, you know, here you, thank you. And it's nice to see you running again. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do know what you mean. Yeah. And just yeah. to do that, to go out in the winds. And take the time to listen. You know, they're speaking to us. Mm-hmm. They're not just blowing, they're speaking to us. You know, every being, every being, the ones we can't even see, you know. So I think it's that. You know, you say, how do you do this? And that's what I mean by presence. You know, presence means you're fully awakened to the connection that could be made at any time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That doesn't take a lot. It just takes conscious effort, you know. It takes focus. It takes attention. That's really attention. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the the intention and attention, you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, in some ways, it's it's really actually very simple, isn't it? It's this is yes. not rocket science. No, um, it's not rocket science. It's yeah. not rocket science. It's common sense. Yeah. I am part of something, right. and I am within and without. You know, the universes are in me. I am the universe. You know, we always walk. You know, beauty, light, and vibration, and beauty are always within us. That can never be broken. You could be taken from it. It can feel like it's very far from you because of hurt, but it's never broken. And understand that, that that is what we are. That is what we come mm-hmm. from. That is what is what is existing in the universes. And yes, there are bad energies and there's evil and this and that, but it's more powerful. And just mm-hmm. to make that understanding. And so you come from that, you know, to come from a place of kindness you know, as best one can. And to notice if something happens, you know, it's not hard to mend something if it's coming from meaning and, and realness, you know. And, and so I don't think it's big. I think it's just everyday moments. It's just going, hey, I'm going to get involved in replanting where I live, you know. I'm going to get involved and see what the people are doing around the rivers where I live. I'm going to see what they're doing for food justice. You know, I was just at Amy Goodman and Joseph Kiefer, you know, Goodman Kiefer's house, and they've both been working for food justice for forever. You know, so everyone can have access to healthy beautiful food you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's that it's like okay everyone should have it it should be accessible to everyone yeah. you know what do i do to help with that mm-hmm. so i don't think it's it's huge and it's rocket science you know so it's really about taking our you know when we talk about sacred earth activism or spiritual activism or you know however you want to term it but it's it's really yeah. about taking that place inside yourself where yes where you feel that connection and then taking action around it yes that's what reciprocity is it's action yes action it's yeah. engaged action yeah. i am part of this i am given mm-hmm. i will give back right so it's action and it is it is it is in oneself showing up and being present and doing the healing we need to do everyone's hurt and even though, you know, I want to say this because people say, well, hey, I, you know, I'm so hurt, I can't. You could do, they're not separate. You know, pain and joy are together. Mm-hmm. You know, hurt and, hurt and balance are together. They can happen at the same time. You can be on your knees. You can be sent to your knees with pain and drama and still feel the joy and still feel the abundance, you know. Yeah. It's so you can, you know, Anybody can be doing something at any time, it, it, you know, and, and and I think that's important for people to understand because they, some people don't feel that they can give anything and everybody matters and everybody has this in them. You know, it's there. And so everyone matters. Every being matters and, and it is there. And to, and to get people to understand that, you know, it's in you. You're part of this. You know, that's just like a small step to get started. Hmm. You know, so. Well, that's that's such a good reminder because sometimes I feel like, um, well, our culture certainly doesn't support that very much, oh, and no. No. so so you know we're living in this in this kind of um, you know heartbreaking world, and yeah. um, and so. 
So it's like every day you got to remind yourself, oh, wait, no, wait a minute, wait a second. No, let me just check in here. Like, who, who am I really? <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. And even if you're in the middle of a city, you know, there's beauty. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you can be in New York. I lived in New York, you know. There's the Chrysler Building. There's Central Park. There's, you know, someone drives by with a Ferrari. You know, you're going to go, oh, that is a good-looking car. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's just those little moments, you know, if you see anything. And, you know, you see a hawk in Manhattan. And so it, it is that. There is beauty everywhere. Mm-hmm. And even when you live in horrible situations, and it's hard. People live in where they're constantly in danger and things aren't beautiful. To understand that we are, because once you start feeling you are, and I think that's the most important thing to get people to understand, they are beauty, they are light and vibration, mm-hmm. because then you start seeing it, you know. When everything's been told differently and you don't have anything around you that feels like that, just to have one person say that, to have one person awaken something is everything, you know. It starts mm-hmm. with one person. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's how you make a big movement, you know. And right. I I think so, you know. In doing this work and in starting on oneself, that's how it starts. You know, it changes you. It, it changes you. You know. And uh, and so I think that's important. You know, just acknowledge that and acknowledge people and see that in people. You know. And, and, you know, where can you, what can you do? Okay, there's this ugly vacant lot. Can we make a community garden? That, mm-hmm. You know, and that's happening. Mm-hmm. That's happening all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was um, Alicia and uh, Julie, who are, Alicia's our um, executive director and Julie's on our vision council, just went to the Earth Repair Conference that was out in Port, uh, Port Townsend. I don't know if you know. Uh, heard yeah. about that, but they came back like so inspired and so juiced because yeah. there were all these people from from across the globe that are doing this amazing restoration work. I mean, planting ten thousand trees and turning this yeah. place, you know, into into a lush place again. I mean, like doing some really amazing work, and it's it is out there. And when you when you get in a group of people that are all doing this really cool work, it's kind of like oh. Oh, it's oh, I'm not alone. Look, yeah. there's a, there's a community of people. There's a group of people here, and it's, it's actually happening. So, yeah. that's always helpful to know to know you're not alone, and that's part of what we're trying to do with the organization of Nature Evolution yeah. is bring you know bring you know awareness out there to people, education, and, and that that we're here and we're doing this doing this work, and we're yeah. and and we we can be in it together, and so. Yeah. And you can just be in your own little space and doing this quietly too. Oh, absolutely! Because you know, people are doing that everywhere. Yeah, you know, and and being quiet. aware that 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 doing that by yourself is also, you know, you're 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 still connecting in to yes. the to the web. <laughs> yes, because it's impossible not to be. Right. Because everything is connected. So yeah, it's both. You know. It, it, it really is. It's both. It's like, you know, with herbalists, we're always saying, because we're herbalists, is one of the things we do. And, you know, oh, what are we going to do with the plants? It's like, people, it's not rocket science. Get your butts out there and start replanting the wild, you know? Right, right. I mean, we've been talking about this for 25, 30 years. It's just, you know, it's not that hard to figure out. Mm-hmm. And and that kind of thing of, you know, go spread seeds and go spread roots and go spread bulbs and bring stuff out and you just start in one little place and make it beautiful and then move on, you know? Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. move on. So, uh, you know, it just it's, it really makes a difference. I mean, I've been in places that, you know, there just no looks like no beauty, and then you walk by one house and there's a flower pot, and you're like, bing, it just changes everything, you know? <laughs> so, right, yeah. 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 But well, I think good. it's important that people understand the sacredness of things and understand what these sacred places mean because they're not just there because they're pretty and powerful. They actually keep everything in balance, the energies of the world and the beings. And I, I really think that's important that people understand that, that why this works. Can you say so just a little bit more about that? Not everybody, I, well, many people do, but not everybody understands that concept. So if you could just, just can you say a few more words about that? How does that work? Yeah. Well, you know, there's energy. We all know energy. Yeah. And there are certain places that put out certain energies and their role, because everyone has a purpose. Every being has a purpose. So this mountain, you know, this body of water, its purpose is to keep the energies all in balance of all beings so that what is near there and to keep the connection to all spaces so that, you know, it's not like they're all separate. You know, water's all connected. These sacred sites are all connected to each other. And Mm so, you know, in order for them to feel they need to be juiced up and they need to be seen because they need to know, oh, you want this, they keep the energetic of a place in balance so that people feel right, beings feel right, things grow well, everything's flowing well, Um, you know? Yeah. It's, It's, you know, it's like... Uh, the beauty of that, but also the importance of that and um, why people understand this and why it's so important for us to honor them and feed them and do ceremony near them, you know, it, because it's what's keeping us right, and we have to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. we do have to acknowledge that the energies exist. And, and everybody feels it. It's like, you know, energy is, you know, when you go to a plant that's beautiful and you smell a rose, Yes, it's because of what you see, but mostly is what you feel. Right. You know, the, the feeling coming off of something. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. If so, so let me just ask the kind of. I mean, I get, I get it. The I get the sacred. I get the sites. I get the sacred sites, and that there are places uh, on the planet that are like super powerful and super. You know, they're they're like. Um, uh, they're magnified. You know. They're what? They're magnified, you know what magnified. I mean? Magnified. I was going to say they're like a beaming station or something. They're like activated or something like that. But then there, you know, then there's like, you know, there's the spring that's out behind my house. And, you know, I go down there and take a drink of water with water coming straight out of the ground. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is so incredible. This is so powerful. Is. And I feel that way pretty much every time I do it. Um, well, and it's, sacred. you know, what's that? Everything is sacred. Right, Everything so that's that's the point I want to make is that you know we've got sacred sites and they're kind of like the 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 beaming stations or whatever. And then you know I've got I've got my little place here, which is you know less than three acres, and and it's um, but I feel like it's really important for this land that I live on to be in balance as well. And well, it is. It's everywhere. I'm not just yes. talking about sacred sites. I'm talking about every single thing in has a spirit. Every single thing is alive, which makes it sacred. Yeah. It makes it sacred. Every being is sacred. I mean, honestly, everything is sacred. Mm-hmm. 
you know, everything you do, everything you see, everything, every moment. And so to acknowledge that, and it is, it's that every place, everywhere has the same import. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. it is true. It's every water, it's every tree, it's every place. And if it's where you live, then you really have to tend it because it's giving you something and you want to have reciprocity, right. you know, keep it safe. And so it is acknowledging that, like spring water. You know, I was just at, like I said, I was just in Vermont at Amy's house, and, and they have, oh, my God, it's all crystal water. You know, it's they have so much quartz in that land, it's unbelievable. Their water is, like, sweet. It's delicious. You have yeah. that. Yeah, we have that. We have marble. We have marble in our yeah. in our water, which is high pH, and so it's, yeah. it's literally sweet. Yeah, <laughs> so. and it's so precious, you yeah. know. And even yeah. if you don't, you can change water by how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just that it's just every little place. You know, people say, "What do I do?" It's like I always say, the first thing, water. You know, because it's people spend so much time around the world having to haul water, and they don't even have clean water. And you know, one of the first things I tell people is like, "God, they should put wells in everywhere so that villages have access easily to healthy water." Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and understanding that. And understanding yeah. that and cleaning things up. And, well, know. we're getting close to um, to our time, and I want to give folks an opportunity to see if there's any questions that somebody might have for you. So huh? for you for you all that are out there listening to Karen, which has been a great, great conversation, I really enjoyed this. Um, the way that you ask a question, right now you're muted, but to become unmuted, you press star five on your on your phone, press star and the number five, and there will be, I will be able to see that your hand goes up, and I will unmute your phone so that you can ask a question. So this is your opportunity. Anything that, that has kind of come up? Um, okay, hang on. Um, this is Mark coming to you, Karen. Okay, Mark. Hello. Mark? Karen, this is from Vermont. Hi. And um, I just want to say what a what a wonderful thing it's been to sit outside in my bathing suit, which I haven't really exposed <laughs> the lower half of my body since last fall to the sun and to the <laughs> wind and to the breeze and to listen to your um, words of wisdom. So I have less of a question than I do a comment and a praise intention for you, Karen, um, sure. for the gift that you're telling all of us, that you're simply speaking as a human being about being present. I really, really love that, and I know everyone else does too. Um, The sense of thanks and the gratitude. Um, Our minds are full of a lot of thoughts, and to go or to be in any place and to let go and just to be present is, I think, you know, a huge gift that you're giving us, just a simple reminder. I just want to say thank you. And um, I love that you say it doesn't have to be grand gestures, that maybe the small gestures all contribute to the greater oceanic collectivity of what what is grand. And um, thank you for walking that, Karen, and for uh, praying for the at the sunrises that I've seen you do here and 
I was working, uh, one last comment, please, is I was working when you were here in Vermont um, back in 2011, a hurricane tropical event came inland to Vermont and to yeah. a little bit of New Hampshire and whatnot and dumped a lot of rain. And you were here about three days later, and I was working down by where the overflow water comes out of the ground and feeds the stream here and... Um, these big stones that were two feet in diameter or whatever were like they float in water, you know. They don't float yeah. like a bobber does, but they their weight is decreased by probably 70%. And I was yeah. able to construct a, a, a place, a, a footing place at the time you were here to access with a drinking cup and a pan put a heart um, a heart-shaped stone and a, another item in there as an offering. And that is standing strong. And it has, has stood these last nine years um, not knowing at all what was going on, except you were teaching here. And that hurricane had just changed the course of the water veins a lot. Yeah. And so I just think of you um, in, in those ways and, and greeting the sunrise in, in a prayerful way. And so I don't know if I have a question, Karen, but just thank you so much. And, um, oh, thank you, Mark. Thank you. And I know you do good work. And, and it is just that, you know, it is just, I really do believe it's the small gestures. You know, there are people that do grand ones, but I think for the most part it's the small gestures that become grand, you know. So everything is grand, you know. It's not yeah. a matter of size, is it? Yeah. 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 So. Thank okay. You. Thanks, Mark, for that. We have another a caller who's asking uh, wants to ask a question right here. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. 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 Hi. Pam. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi, Pam. This is Martha. Hi, Martha. And I want to. I know, and I want to say hello, Karen. I have, it's so wonderful to hear your voice after all these years. <laughs> Do you hello? remember Martha Karen? Huh? Which, uh, which Martha is this? This is Martha Hamilton. Oh, yes, of course I do. And of course I, I remember. Thank you. This is all music to my ears, and I guess my question um, I agree with everything you're both saying. And the question is, don't you think that it really has a lot to do with just remembering who we are? Because we yes, are, we, we're the elements, we carry the sacred within, and we really create sacred space wherever we are if we have the right intention. Well, yes, and I think that we come in knowing everything we need to. You know, of course, there's certain things you're taught, but... Yeah, it is about remembering. It is about understanding everyone has this in them. Everyone has power. Everyone has the universe. So it is remembering. It isn't about I, looking looking out for something. It's looking within for something, you know. Well, and I have found that, and it's been such a treasure because we really are still indigenous, even if we're not living in the land where we came from. I've had a lot of movement recently in my life, and everywhere I've gone, I've been able to connect with nature and connect with the beauty, the beauty within and the beauty without. And it's, it's wonderful. And I'm just thankful that your voice is strong and you too, Pam. And I have a vision of points of life 
light all over the world and it's happening of people waking up and realizing what you're saying. And I, well, I think, I think people have been woken up. I really do. I think it's, you know, a matter of people rising up, you know. Um, yeah. It's really yep. where I see it as. It's just people are going to rise up, you know. So, yeah. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you so no, much. Oh, thank you. <laughs> good, to, good to hear your voice, Martha. Thank you, Pam. You too. Yeah. Okay, everyone, unless there's one more question, I'm going to close this time here with Karen. Uh, First of all, I want to thank you so much, Karen, for taking your time and sharing with us today. It's it's always so good to talk with you and I'm just um I'm inspired all over again. I'm gonna run out to my water and and bow down and say thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Cause, uh, oh thank you. Thank you for having me. It's oh here. absolutely. And I want to thank all of our listeners as well. Thank you for joining us and just to remind you that next month there will be a teleseminar with David and Emma Farrell. And it will be about dreaming with the plants and how to how dreaming with the plants can move you into sacred earth activism. David and Emma are the people who have organized the Plant Consciousness Conference in London. So they're they're from Wales, and they will be joining us next month on June 16th. So you want to be sure to check that out. I also want to remind everybody that we have at at one have. Um, decided to become a membership organization and so we have launched our membership campaign and you can become a member for a mere $35 for the year or you can also become an affiliate member which is uh, for a larger amount of money $150 as you know an organization I mean you can be an individual affiliate as well or an organization or a business and this really we are primarily a volunteer organization, the Vision Council, all of us are volunteering our time. We do have an executive director, Alicia Holiday, that we pay her so um so she can, you know, keep the ball rolling for us. But there's many, many things that have to be done to bring you free teleseminars and to bring you different events and to bring you a newsletter and to bring you a educational website and, and all of that. So we really, really would love to have your support and just so that you know that you know, this is a community that we're building, and you're a part of that community, and your help financially is always welcome. So please go to our website. Make sure you fill out the form for the when you become a member so we can know about you, and um, we would be so grateful. And so I just want to thank you so much for joining us today, and be, uh, also remember that this has been recorded, this um, this teleseminar, and so you can find that on our website you can tell your friends to go and listen if, if they didn't get a chance to be here with us live. So thank you so much. Have a great day. Get out there and give gratitude and thanks to the beauty that's all around you and that's also within you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.